Okay, let's start. Parsha's Lech Lecha, Ches. And this week is really the, uh, the 10th anniversary. This is, we started 10 years ago, Parsha's Lech Lecha. This is the beginning now of the 10th cycle that we get to, uh, to learn Torah together. Um, again, we had a last week also Noach, but really this is the beginning of the cycle. So Baruch Hashem, we're able to, uh, to keep going and, and to, uh, delve into the, the magic of the Torah as we, as we mentioned in, uh, past Haggadah Shiurim from, uh, Reb Chaim Brisker, quoted in the Beis Halevi Haggadah. That the uh, Torah has a, some, a magical element. Right? The Torah, the, in Haggadah, we say Baruch Hamalkom Baruch Hu, Baruch Shnas Torah Lama Yisrael, Blessed are Hashem, Blessed is the Torah. Keneged Arba Abanim Dibra Torah. The Torah stands Keneged opposite the four sons. And uh, the Beis Halevi of Chaim asks, What does that mean, Keneged Arba Abanim? So they explain that in every other area of study, there's beginner, there's advanced, there's intermediate. And the, the text that a fourth grader studies and an eighth grader studies is not the same text that a college uh, level student studies or a postgraduate. You, you build up. It'll be a joke if the postgraduate student is studying the, the fourth grade math book, right? It, 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 it's, it's, it's not possible. And yet the Torah has the magic. The same Rashi that the first grader studies and the fifth grader studies and the tenth grader and the greatest Rashi Shiva study... That's the magic of the Torah. So as we begin our 10th year together, uh, learning Torah together, we uh, r- realize that we could have a thousand years together and we will not touch the, we'll scratch maybe a little bit of the surface, the tip of the iceberg of the ideas uh, that the Parsha, the Parshios are coming to give us, but Baruch Hashem, we, uh, we have this chus each and every week to be able to, uh, to discuss. So we start off Pashas Lech Lecha, obviously talking about the first Jew. We had Avram Avinu introduced to us at the end of, of last week. Um, and we have, <clears throat> the first source is a repeat from about a few months ago, but it's about Avram Avinu. So we had to do it again. Uh, Pashas Lech Lecha, we had it last summer, and that is related to the connection between Avraham and Sarah. We mentioned it on a Haftorah a couple of months ago in the Shiva Denechemta, but it comes from a Gemara Mesechus Baba Basra. That's what we start. Says the Gemara Baba Basra, Daphne Ches. Rebbe Bina'ah, Havikamitzayin Ma'arta. Rebbe Bina'ah used to mark off the caves. Used to go mark off the burial crypts so that Kohanim wouldn't become Tamite. To make sure that the uh, Kohanim wouldn't walk there. Kimatala Ma'arta to Avraham. He came to Marasa Machpela. Comes to the cave of Avram Avinu, Ashkeche Eliezer Evan Avraham, Dekoi Kami Baba. Rebbe Benah sees that Eliezer Evan Avraham, right, is outside the gate, is outside the, <laughs> outside the cave. Amrle says Rebbe Benah, my covet Avram. What's Avram up to? What's Avram's busy? Amrle, Goni Bekanfa de Sarah. He is laying down in the lap of Sarah. The Kamaini Laboreshe, and she's looking at his head, or looking at his hair. Amrle, and the Gemara continues, well, tell him Benah is here, I have to come in for a minute, I have to measure exactly the Kfaris, and uh, to make sure that up top, I tell the Kohanim where, where to go, etc. The Maharal, obviously, there's a lot of uh, depth and uh, symbolism to this Gemara, but the Maharal wonders about what does it mean that Avram is lying in the lap of Sarah, and Sarah is looking at him, such a romantic pose that we're supposed to think about Avram and Sarah together. So explains the Maharal there in the Chedushi Agados. It's exactly what we're supposed to think. The first Jewish couple was united like no other. And they needed to be. And they needed to be connected in a way that was so unified because it's setting the stage for every Jewish couple for the rest of history. Viyamar, in source number two, Tegonit Bakanfi Tesara, why do we have this description of their uh, being in such a connected state? Klomar, 
More than any. Does this mean even more than Adam and Chava? Maybe he's talking about in the future. Right? They were also Vahela Basarecha. They came from Basarecha, literally. But either way, from then on, Avram and were connected. And that's what Yeshayahu Navi tells us in Paragmem. Habitu. When Yeshayahu tells us, Habitu al Avram Avichem. Look at Avram your father. Vial Sarah Techolalchem. And from Sarah who you were formed from. Ki Echad Karasiv. Because one I have called him. So the Radak on the Pasuk there says, one I have called him, Avraham was the only one in the world that believed in me. Even when he was one, he still called me. But the Maharal says, no, Echad Karatev. It's going back on Sarah and Avraham. They are one. Ki Echad Karatev. V'yal shneem o'amer ki Echad Karatev. Ki Avraham im Sarah, hu Echad. They are the couple. V'davar zem ipnei. Why? Why did it have to be? Why do they have to be so connected? Ki Avram hu ha'olam. Avram is the beginning of the spiritual world. The beginning of the recognition of Hashem in the world as a religion. Ki ikara olam em Yisrael. Because the ikra of the whole world, right? Bishreshis, bishril, Yisrael, shenikra, reshis, are the Jews. Vizula zeh ha'olam hu tohu. Without the Jews who keep the Torah, the world is just tohu vavohu. Vaschalas Yisrael Avraham. So the purpose of the world is Yisrael. The beginning of Yisrael is Avraham. Shehu aschalas hakol. V'yaschala roi shetia achas. Ba'avur shaha aschala hu mipol echad. Beginnings have to be one. Shehu sibas haaschala. The Maharal talks about this idea in many of his writings. In the beginning of Netzach Yisrael, he discusses one of the ways that people are misled by Avodah is that there are so many different elements of the world that it's so complicated and so many layered and multifaceted. How did it all start from one source? How is that possible? And people, say, say the Maharal, cannot come to an answer and therefore, they just say there must have been multiple sources, multiple forces, and that leads to Avodah But says the Maharal, beginnings have to start with one. And that's where he says, the world started with one, obviously, Hashem Echad, but the Jewish people started as one. What do you mean one? Avram and Sarah were one. That's the message of Sefer Yeshayo. Echad Karasif. And that's why... If it was separate, then there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be able to be the continuity that comes afterwards. Line 17. As we know, they were together also. He connects it to Adam and Chava. Not getting into that. But that is the Maharaj. The Maharal, uh, again, we can't discuss the beginning of the Jewish people without Avram and Sarah, so we remember what we discussed months ago, repeated here, that Avram and Sarah were united, it was one, and that's what we, we daven for every couple, for every couple that gets together to be one, to be united. Okay, so we get into the actual Parsha, or do we? We start off with the Parsha, Vayom Hashem al-Avram, Avram says to Avraham, Lech Lecha, it's time to go. As we have pointed out in the past, every, each one of the Avos in their very first conversation with HaKadosh Baruch Hu was told about Eretz Yisrael. Each one. Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. The first thing that Avraham hears from Hashem is to make Aliyah. He doesn't say where he's making Aliyah to yet. Hashem knows. 
But the first message that the first Jew is given is Lech Lecha Me'artzacha. Yitzchak and Yaakov, as we quoted in the past, the other psukim also, in the very first conversation, which again, not even the Torah, not even the Torah, not even a way of life. Obviously, they didn't have the Torah yet. But Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov are all told about the connection of the Jew to Eretz Yisrael in the very first conversation. Obviously, it's centrality from here on, from Lech Lecha to the end of the Torah, every single parsha. Every single parsha has a connection to Eretz Yisrael. So, Hashem tells Avraham, go. We don't really have so much in the Torah Shebech relating to where he came from. We have a lot of Midrashim about it. All we have at the end of Parshas Noach is that he left his father and his father died. And we know his father didn't really die yet. Rashi quotes, the Torah didn't want to elaborate that Avram left an elderly father in, in Haran. But the Mepharshim, we've discussed this question in the past. There was a major event that we, we, we know from the Midrashim that Avram Avinu went through that was defining in who he was, and that was obviously ur being thrown into the furnace by Nimrod and getting out unscathed. And that itself helped Avram Avinu's legacy and his start. And that's nowhere in the Torah. ur that's all it says. The second to last passage in Noah. Ask all, many of the Mepharshim, why isn't that event listed in the Torah? That's a pretty important event in Avram's life. Why isn't that in the Torah? And if we think about it, pretty amazing, in davening, that's the only event we mention about Avram Avinu. Every morning, by Avarach David, the one Nisayin of Avram that we mentioned, that we want to invoke the schus of, is or Kastim. And that's not even mentioned in the Torah. Okay, some of the men of, of, of saying the Akedah every morning, that's also. But in terms of the text of the, of the davening that everybody says, it's only or Kastim. So we say it in davening, we don't say it in, we don't have it in the Torah. So why is that? Says the Igrit Akala. The B'nai Yisachar, in his commentary, Allah Torah. Two ideas. Two ideas. Number one. Source number three. He nimsa meforesh b'torah ha-kadosha. Hanei shalavim avinu alav ha-shalam rak b'remes. Ani Hashem asher osesichem b'yir kazdim. Yeish lomar lahoros ma'alas avram avinu avraham. It's to tell us something about avram avinu. Everything that Avram did, Avram dedicated his life. If Urkastim was mentioned in the Torah, we might have mistakenly thought that Avram Avinu's dedication of his life, Takadish Baruch and monotheism was because Hashem saved his life. Hashem saved me. Of course I'm going to dedicate myself. If he saved my life, I dedicate my life to him. And the love that Avram had might have been understood as Ahava Hatluya Bedavar. Because he saved me. But that's not true. Avram Avinu's love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as Yishayo Anavi calls him, Avraham Oavai, the only one with such a title. Avraham is the one that loves Hashem and Hashem loves. Why is that? Because of the existence of God. Not because God did anything for him. Rak begin to iu ravishalit ikra visharsha, because he, Hashem, is the source to call almin of all worlds, vehu etzem hachias, and he is the source of life. Umi derech hachelech lehishtoke kelakal. And it's the derech, it's natural for a portion 
to be drawn magnetically, so to speak, to the source. Godliness. Godliness always yearns to be connected to God. That's what Avram Avinu's love was about. It was inherent in the relationship. It had nothing to do with what was done and what wasn't done. So if the Torah would have said, the unbelievable miracle, we might have said, Hashem saved him. The Gamzelo Mikriava Shlema Kidavarzet Nirakoivas Atsmo. I really love myself, and Hashem saved me, so I have to love him because I love myself. That is why it doesn't say it, because really Avram Avinu's love was because he felt connected to Hashem. He felt part of Elokus, and that's what he was trying to bring down to this world. And he ends off that paragraph. Halavai, we shouldn't. Uh, Say anything that is uh, that is not correct. But then he says v'yeshlo farish od. That's the uh, one idea. But another idea says the igret akala. Lamalo nisgar neis patar mefurish. The hinei of prashas drachim. He quotes the prashas drachim. Prashas drachim we know is a sefer written by the Mishnah Lamelech, which is almost exclusively about the topic of did the avos have the status of bnei noach or not, or yehudim were they. Miniature Jews, were they super B'nai Noach? Were they pre-Jews? Right, each formulation has a different connotation. But Lamaisa, the way he puts it is, do they have the status of Yisrael or not? And many different, we showed him in many different sugi, that's Kimat, what the whole Sefer is about. 14 or 15 uh, drushes. So, in the Prashas Drachim, which the Igor Takala quotes, he has the following question. Who allowed Avraham anyway to jump into the fiery furnace? The Gemara in Mesechah Sanhedrin has the question, are B'nai Noach commanded in the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem? Sanctifying God's name. They have to keep showing Mrs. B'nai Noach. But what if somebody goes over to a guy, to a non-Jew and say, you know, kill Ruvain or I'm going to kill you. The mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. Did they have to be killed? The Gemara has a question. And the Gemara says, hey, it's not one of the Sheva Mitzvahs. Maybe it's included in each one of the Sheva Mitzvahs. But that's the question. There is a tzad to say they are not commanded. A guy doesn't have to give his life. A guy could worship, should worship Avodah Zarah instead of giving his life. He doesn't have to do the Mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. He quotes that, that uh, Gemara in Sanhedrin, Daf Ayin Dalet. So now, says the Igrit Dekala, Hagam Shekim Avram Avinu Kalatar Kula Me'atzmo, Zeo Dafka Lachumra. When the Gemara says in two places that Avraham Avinu kept all of the mitzvos, that only means he was machmer on himself to keep the mitzvos. But if there was a kula that was going to come out of keeping one of the mitzvos, he didn't do that. Who says he's allowed to be mekel? Right, we quoted this years ago as one of the answers also of why Avraham Avinu didn't do brismila until he was commanded. He did all the other mitzvos. Before he was commanded, why do you wait to be commanded? So one of the suggestions is that to wound oneself is usher. So before I have that mitzvah, I'm not allowed to do it. Because there's a negative, there's a downside. You can only volunteer mitzvahs that are lachumra, not lakula. So many other answers to that question as well. But that's what the Mishnah Melech discusses. So says the Mishnah Melech, maybe that's exactly what the following medrash means. Avram Avinu shouldn't have, so to speak, 
Bin Mekadishim Shamayim. But the measure says, Bischus Yaakov, Nitzel Avraham. Aravinu was saved, Bischus his grandson. Ki Bischusolo Hayakadaili, he nutzel the Shalokidin Asa. Ad Khan Daito. That's the words of the Prussian's Rachim. Maybe Avinu didn't do the right thing. And that's what the Major says, that he was saved Bischus Yaakov Avinu. Says the Igrit the Kala now. I find that very hard to, to, to swallow. Avram Avinu did not do the right thing by going into the Kivshon Aish. I mean, come on! We say it in Davening. That's one of the Nisyon, one of the Nisyonos, right? All the Rishonim quote the ten Nisyonos of Avram Avinu. They all have Ur Kazdim on the list. Kibat. So how could you say that? Line thirty-seven. Hamaskil Yishtomeim Alamare Lomar Bischus Yaakov Nitzal Avram Avram Hayyach Lo Chas V'Shalom Chata Bazeh. He quotes the pasuk in Yeshayahu, Avram Oavi, the Chashav and Yisrael Zeh Bechla Yonisionos. So there must be something deeper to the words of the Mishnah Lamelech. It can't be that such one of the Bali Hamasora, like the Mishnah Lamelech, um, could suggest that without an explanation. So let me, says the Igrit Dekala, explain, and that's also going to help explain why Ur Kasdim is not in the Torah Shebechsav. Says the Igrit Dekala now talking. Says on the bottom, Ahuva yididai Listen to what I'm going to tell you. and your eyes are going to be lit up. The Torah that we have is a Torah that's written for all Jews. Normative practice. That's what's in the Torah. The mitzvahs that are here, we have to do. Umashim avuar bashololasos, yizar adamasos. And whatever, there are the 365 losases, we're not allowed to do. But is it a very unusual, limited in scope halachic principle? It's quoted in Mesechus Nazir and elsewhere. Amru chazal gedola avera lishma mi mitzvah shalolishma. There's a concept of an avera lishma. An Avera L'Shem Shemayim. I do an Avera with the greatest of motives. Who did an Avera L'Shem Shemayim? Who does the Gemara say? Yael. Eishas Chever Akeni. What did she do? She seduced Sisra to come into her tent. And the Gemara explains that she not only served him warm milk, but, you know, was with him and got him tired. And in that way was able to kill him and save Kla Yisrael. The Gemara calls that an Avera L'Shma and praises Ya'el for what she did. And there's a big halacha discussion comparing Ya'el and Esther Hamalka and others. But that's the concept of an Avera L'Shma. Says the Igor Dekala that is a very limited in scope and dangerous principle for the masses. That is not something that, that we try to figure out, oh, okay, when is there an Avera L'Shma that, that's okay for me? that I'll be able to do. That's not a normative practice that the Torah wants to emphasize. Vihine, line 14. Hashem who knows everything about our insides. We don't, we just do the mitzvos. We do the mitzvos. He says, so, so we don't, we don't make cheshbonos. Yal made a cheshbon, but the post can explain we don't make such such cheshbonos. But suggesting with the kala, maybe that's what the Mishnah Melech meant by Avraham. He was being forced to bow down to an idol. So he was, let's say, a Ben Noach, according to that sheet. And they're not Mitzvah and Kedosh Hashem. So what's Avraham going to do? He's going to bow down to an idol? 
when he knows about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he's going to give off the impression and the Chil Hashem, even though technically, technically he should, says Degur Takawa. Maybe what the Mishra Melech means is that this was an example of an Aveir Lishma. Avram Avinu couldn't do this to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In the state that he was in, he was the source of it all. He was the source of spreading the Dvar Hashem. And he's going to bow down to an idol. I'll go into the Kivshon Ha'ish. Technically, I don't have to, and maybe even I shouldn't. Bishus Yaakov, says the Medrash. He was saved. Hagam betov. Avera What do you mean? Did y'all think she was doing an Avera? Maybe she said, yes, but I'm saving Klal Yisrael. This is what I have to do. She sacrificed herself. Right, one might even say, well, there are other examples of this, of people sacrificing themselves. Aaron HaKohen, the Gemara discusses. Aaron HaKohen, according to some views, he helped B'nai Yisrael commit Avodah by the Chet Egel To save them, the Gemara says, from killing him, which would have been much worse. Again, one might say, an Avera Lishma. Again, but these are unique individuals. Avalpikein, we continue. Kadesh is Kadesh Moagadol to create the Kiddush Hashem. Masach Yusabolam Azeobolam Abba Avur Kadesh Hashmov Asavir Lishma. Amazing Avram Avinu, but you know what? That can't be in the beginning of the Torah because that's not something that we should learn from. That's not something that we could apply to our lives, right? That's something that is unique to Avram Avinu. And if you delve in and you learn the Gemara, okay, we can talk about it. But maybe that's why the Torah wants to de-emphasize the act in some way. It's impossible for us to be medame. And maybe that's what the Mishal Melech means. And he ends off on the next page. We should come to the ultimate, the ultimate understanding. So, number one, why is it left out? To make sure we realize that Avraham Avinu's love for Hakadosh Baruch Hu was a Ava She'ena Tuliya B'davar. It wasn't because he was saved by Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Number two, because maybe Avram did an Avera Lishma, and we don't want to have that in the Torah as normative practice for for um, for others. If it's if Aaron is the example, Aaron is in, Aaron's is in. Maybe it's not 100 percent clear what Aaron did. Okay, but either way, this is the idea. We've had other answers in the past as well. I think I quoted uh, once uh, a number of years ago from uh, Rav Rosenzweig, my Rebbe, that the HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not want to put in the Torah the specific way that the first Jew came to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There are so many different avenues and paths that we come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There are different understandings of Torah, different experiences. The Torah doesn't say how Amavidu came to Hashem because every Jew gets to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through their own pathway. And that's why it's left blank. Every Jew fills in the blank in his way to get to HaKadosh Baruch. Okay. So that's on the traveling. From Orkazdim and Lech Lecha Me'artzacha. So Avram Avidu comes to Eretz Yisrael. One little point that Rav Chaim Kedievsky just clues us in on in source number six. The Torah tells us and emphasizes how old Avraham was. It's interesting that at many times throughout Sefer Bracious, Many times we're told the age of the various avos at the time. He was 60 years old. He was 75 years old. He was how old when he stood in front of Paro? Various times, right? More than any other sefer. Right? We've we've discussed in the past that every sefer has its own identity. Sefer Bracious has its own identity. There are dreams in Sefer Bracious, and there's not one dream in the entire rest of the Torah. 
right? There are, there are obviously stories, but there are plenty of stories in Shmos. And there are stories in Bamidbar. Right? There are many stories, but every Sefer has its own identity, right? Sefer Hayashar. But, so, the ages, so Abravinu, we're told, was 75 years old. Says the Torah in Pasek Dalid, And he was 75 years old. Just a hara, says the time of the Kra, says Rav Chaim Kedievsky in Source 6, it's not easy to move when you're older. That was part of the Nisayon. Why didn't Hashem tell him earlier? Could have told it earlier to come to start everything. To make it more challenging. We think about as we're young, when we're younger, you know, we move apartments. I was here for two years, and then I move, and oh, it's it's like it's not such a focus, such a such a headache. But as we get older in life, and if anybody has to, has to has to move when they're older or move elderly parents, it's 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 so difficult to to move at certain ages. Amravina was seventy five. He started a new life. Yes, he lived a little older than than we live, but he was still seventy five years old. It was still a miracle that he had a baby, right? At uh, at a hundred. Aval Adam Vugar ben Aine Shana Latesbim Kamaharagil. So just that fact, why we, we can ask that question every time an age is told to us throughout Sefer Bracious. What do we have to know this? Not so easy to move when you're 75 years old. And that's the key for that Pasuk. But in this same Pasuk, we also have another detail. Lot, Avram's nephew. But Yelech Avram again, Avram comes. Beginning of the Parsha. Hashem talks to Avram, Go. And I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to make you a bracha. You're going to be amazing. And Avram Avinu goes, and Lot was with him. That's an important fact in the story. Right? That Lot was with him. What do we have to know? Just say the next Pasuk. Pasuk Hey, it already says. Why in Pasuk Dalid? This is part of like the title of the whole section. Hashem gives him a bracha, and Avram goes, and Lot's there too. What's the emphasis of Lot being there and maybe the contrast of this major destiny travel that Avram Avinu is, is embarking on and Lot being there kind of uh, bringing up the rear. But Lot is there. Says the Slanam Rebbe the Nesiva Shalom in Source number 7. Vayelech Avram kashadibir Hashem vayelech Lot let me explain. Again, this is going to connect to something that we mentioned earlier, but let's see it in the view, in the words of the Nesiva Shalom. Lod and Avram went together. And later on in the Parsha, they separate. They start going together. Amavinu has his nephew with him. And what happens? It reaches a time where Avram Avinu says, we have to break. We have to split, choose a direction. Ma, but what is, the, what, what do we learn from this? Ma, anitzchias. What's the eternal message for us? We know every detail in the Torah, every story in the Torah teaches us something. Question one. Question two. Let's go back to Lech Lecha for a minute. What does Rashi quote on Lech Lecha Me'artzacha? What's Lecha? First Rashi in the Parsha. Go for your benefit. 
Go for your goodness. Ask the Nesiva Shalom. Is Avram Avinu looking for schar? Avram, go. It'll be great. I'm going to give you a lot there. We just said earlier, Avram Avinu was Avash Anatolibadavar. So Lahana Ascha, Latova Ascha, Avram Avinu is interested in the good, in the Hana that he's going to get. So what's the message of Says the When Avram Avinu was told by Hashem, leave your land. Right, the first statement, leave and go to Eretz Yisrael. But focus on the first half for a moment. Leave. Right, where you're from, your house. Hashem is teaching us here how to reach the highest levels of Avas Hashem. How to be most connected to Him, capital H. Voracious kalhu, lech lecha me'artzacha. We need to separate from everything that we're connected to. From everything that we're comfortable with. When, from all other pulls in life. It can't be a major pull in our life. Because there can only be one center of our life. There can only be concentric circles around one point. And we're not in the middle. Kodesh Baruch Hu is in the middle. All mundane matters. Right, we're all connected to certain things of our youth. Maybe the community, maybe the street, maybe the school. It's things of our youth that we remember, that we connect to, that we're comfortable with. And there's a love there. The ultimate love, obviously, this is the highest, highest level, is that when the love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu totally subsumes all other loves. And all other loves are really an outgrowth of Avas Hashem. That's what Hashem is telling Avraham. The one who reached that level, Avraham Avai. Avraham Avinu, you have to separate. Obviously, you have to have a we just said, Avram and Sar were connected. But their love wasn't just purely a love for each other, which it was, but it was a love for each other as a function of service to HaKadosh Baruch That's how it has to function. And our love of anything in life has to be in the context of Avodah Hashem. As long as that is overarching, obviously Hashem created families with natural parents with love for their children. That's not something to be squashed. That's something to be channeled. We love our children, and in that way, we have to try to raise them and educate them as Ovde Hashem. Right? That's how the love has to be expressed. We love Hashem, and through the love that we have from our children, we have to guide them to serve Him. But it can't be separated and disjointed, distinct from that love. A love line 20. Everything connected to the land that I will show you, the spiritual land. We can't have both. To be connected 
seriously connected to Gashmias and Ruchnias, it doesn't work. We're pulled in two different directions. That's what it means. You have to separate. Because in Yoni Olamazeh, Again, it does not mean to reject and, and not wear proper clothes. And that's not what he's trying to say. That shouldn't be a focus of our life. It shouldn't be something that is disconnected from our Avodah Hashem. Again, there are those that are, have at such a level. What did Yudan Asi do at the end of his life? He was a very rich man. He stuck his ten fingers up and then to the sky and said, I never had any anah at all from this world. And the Gemara wonders. The Gemara says elsewhere that his table, he had every fruit and vegetable on his table during every season of the world, of, of the year. So what do you mean he never got any benefit? He never got any benefit that was not connected to his love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore everything was channeled. And that bottom of the column that's the message of the first Pasuk and of Avraham's a charge. It can't go together. As he quotes the uh, You can't mix together fire and water. They don't go together. You can't, can't have them both. If I have one focus of my life, that's the focus. And I have to be totally connected in that way. That's Avraham. Lot, says the Nesiva Shalom, had a little of Irbuf. Lot is an unusual character, as we know in Bracious. He had a little bit of Achnos' Archim in him, as we know. And he wanted to be Machnus, and he wanted to protect them, and he wanted to protect... And yet, he was ready to give his daughters, as we'll read next week. But he didn't want them to... But his daughters, he's not worried about. See, he's with Avraham, he's not with Avraham. There's an irbuv there. So Lot was with Avraham. He also had positive focus. But, as we know, as we see, he had an irbuv. He had other pulls as well. And that's why it reached a point that Lot had to separate. Avraham had to separate from Lot... You know, it can't be. It can't be like this. That's what he says at the end. He went with Avraham. Right, based on the passage we dashed earlier, he's also so foolish. Focusing on the house of Avraham Avinu and focusing on what he saw. Avraham Avinu said, he paranayed my life. My goal cannot be achieved in this way. I didn't give it to you, but Rav Chaim Shvulevitz, in one of the Sichos Musar, one of the Mamarim, talks about, the title I think if I remember is, Or V'choshech Ba'adam. Light and darkness in a person. Sometimes we are so opposites. Within ourselves we have opposite, we are, we are uh, inner contradictions to ourselves. His Raya, one of the examples he brings is Eliphaz. What does Eliphaz do? Eliphaz goes to Yaakov and says, My father said I have to kill you. Keep it off aim. I have to. I can't stop. Yaakov's like, Hey, you know what? Take all my stuff and anichash of kames. It's like, okay, great. Fine. He was so stray. He learned keep it off aim from his father. I have to do it. But to kill somebody. Or v'choshech Adam. Right? We're, but on our level, we also sometimes have or v'choshech. We have various pulls. Sometimes we don't always have the pull of Avodah Hashem. Not everything is in that context properly. We're pulled in directions that are not in that uh, in that larger rubric, and that's something that we learn from Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu is told, Lech Lecha Have the focus of Hakadosh Baruch Hu.
not focus of any others. Okay. Moving right along. Again, there's a lot to say in Lech Lecha. Every year we have to pick and choose. Lot goes to Sodom. Hashem says to Avram after that, he promises him Eretz Yisrael again. Look in all the directions. The Bedrash says, miraculously, Hashem swiveled the earth instead of Avram Avinu having to move his head. That's what the Medrash says on Avram Avinu, look at north, south, east, west. How can he look at north, south, east, west unless he's looking in different ways? And Hashem just told him, lift up your eyes and look. The Medrash says that Hashem swiveled the earth. We've quoted, talked about that Medrash in the past. Go make a Kenyan. Then we have the story of the four kings and the five kings. Avram Avinu wins. And after that, now we have Perak Tesvav. We have the promises. We had the promise of Eretz Yisrael before earlier. That was Perak Yud Gimel, Pasik Yudalid, Tesvav, Tezayin. And now we have the promise of, um, again. Achar Dvar Ma'ela, Haidvar Hashem Al-Avram, B'machaz Al-Imar, Al-Tira Avraham, Anochim Ogein Lach, Scharchar Be'ma'od, I will give you a uh, great reward. V'yamar Avraham, Pasik Gimel, Hein Lilon Asata Zara, I have no kids. V'yamar Ben Basi Yoresho Si, what am I going to do? I'm an old man. Don't worry. He brings him outside. Go out. Count the stars. You can count them. You can't count them. Your children will also. Children will also. Parenthetically, I just heard one uh, a thought uh, this week. I forgot who, uh, who it was in the name of. Go out. Can you count the stars? It's impossible. Your children will live an impossible existence. It won't make sense how they how they are existing. Just like it's impossible to count the stars, so too it's impossible to explain the existence of the Jewish people throughout the ages. Ko yezarecha. So will be your children. And parentheses. We continue. I am Hashem who took you out of our costume. That's the only reference that we have. To give you this land. How do, how do I know? I need a sign. And that's when we have the Brisbane of Basarim, the sign. Many Mepharshim ask. This year we'll see it through the eyes of the Vayomer Avraham. Who is the Yomer of Yomer Avraham, Rav Avraham Halevi Fatal, Rav Avadi Yosef's father-in-law. A little safer named by Yomer Avraham. Who has a Haskama in the Sefer? Rav Avadi Yosef, obviously, for his father-in-law. But there in the Yomer Avraham, in source number eight, he quotes the question of many. We have here two promises that Hashem gave to Avraham Avinu. Children and Eretz Yisrael. Armavinu only asks for a sign on the second one and not on the first. And the question is why? Armavinu didn't trust God somehow, so why didn't he ask him for a sign on the children also? He's an old man. Amru Chazal says, say Chazal, source number eight. Amr, he quotes the Gemara, a little more expanded. I can read the stars. I'm not supposed to have a kid. I can see the future. He need Ben Basi Yoreshosi Amalei Kadosh Baruch Hu. Don't look at the stars. Ain Mazal Yisrael. Say Meistagnina Shalcha. Ain Mazal Yisrael. Why you think you're the Avram Avinu? Avram will not have a child. Avraham will have a child. Sarai might not, but Sarah will. 
and therefore you will have a child. Line 12. He trusted us. Hashem says, don't worry about what the stars say. Avram says, fine. And when it comes to Eretz Yisrael, he says, how do I know? Says the Vayomer Avraham, I'll give you a mushal. Kimat every mushal either has somebody rich or a king. This one has somebody rich. A very rich philanthropic man. Gave a lot of tzedakah. He was walking around in the winter. Right? He sees uh, a lot of holes. Right? The begadim. He's shaking from cold. His, his, his compassion is aroused. Come. Let me give you clothes. You're freezing. Thank you so much. Oh, it's, thank you so much. Great. Gives him clothes. Sometime later on, the same Ashir meets the same Ani. So he sees he's schlepping these heavy loads on his back. Back-breaking labor. The usher turns to him and says, Come, come to my house. Borrow one of my horses. Take one of my horses. I'll get you. I'm going to go buy you a horse from so-and-so. And you'll use it. You're showing me such favoritism. So You're so nice to me. Says the usher, I don't understand. Why didn't you ask me that question last week? What, it's only because I did it twice? Last week I was also nice to you. I gave you clothes. This week I'm going to go buy you a horse. What's the difference? Ano ha'ani. Says the ani. Now there's a difference. Kishanasate li begoda chastacha. As big the achor. When you gave me the clothes, lo lakakta osam me'ish acher ani. You didn't take it from anyone else. You just went into your house and gave me some of your old clothes. Lakak lo shaltichach. I didn't ask you anything. Lo shaltichach klum. Ki adadi gachav. It's chesed ata. I realize you are an ish chesed, but now you're going a step further. You're not just going into your own house, but you're taking it from somebody else. That's beyond. That's not just chesed from within. Why do you, why are you choosing me over others? So that man has a horse, you're gonna buy it from him? But why am I better than anyone else? says To give Avraham a child, okay, Hashem doesn't take it from anybody else. Okay, do a miracle. I'll give you a child. But when it comes to Yerusha's Eretz Kenan, Avinu knows... There are going to be other nations living there. Kanani, Chita, Emori, when Amisro come in, it's not going to be empty Hefker land, but Hashem is going to have to remove it from them. Hashem gave it to them in the first place, as the Rashi in the beginning of Chumash says. 
Hashem gave it to them, but Hashem's going to decide, now it's yours. Amravinu says, why me? Why am I special? That's why he asks only here. Avalal Yerushas Eretz Kena'an Asher Mikvar Nitzna L'Shiva Umos V'yivtichu Sha'asidu Anchilotol Yisrael V'yigarish Mipnei Moyei V'yomar Hashmeid What schus do I have? Says Hashem Brisbane Abbasarim Chosen people Chosen land Everywhere on the rest of earth anybody can live. Right? Nobody's saying that the Umos Olam can't live. They can live anywhere they want. This little, tiny little area, this is my chosen place and it's reserved for my chosen people and that's the answer that Hashem gives, that Hashem gives to, um, to Avraham. Eretz Yisrael represents a special connection to Am Yisrael and a special gift. Similarly, we discussed this four or five years ago, the Klayakar gives a similar answer, but it's a little, a little different focus. Just have it here to put them together. Again, ask the same question. Why do he ask for a os, an os, only on, on the, uh, Eretz Yisrael, but not on the children? Says the Klayakar, because the verb used was different. The verb used. Va'ani Omer line seven, says the Klayakar. Right, it wasn't that he was misupak at all. It wasn't doubting. He just wanted Hashem to give him a covenant so that nobody else complained about it. I will give you children, Lashon of Matana. A gift? Okay, a gift is a gift. People could argue about a gift. But what happened by Eretz Yisrael? Rishta, an inheritance or a heritage, that's different. That's not just a matana. A matana can be given to others. A Yerusha, a Morasha, as it says elsewhere, that's, that's eternal. They're going to complain about it. Hashem says, I'll give you a covenant. I'll give you a bris that it will remain yours forever. It's not just a matana that doesn't require a covenant. It is a bris. It is a Yerusha, which is, represents the eternal connection of Am Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael, and that requires more, and that's why the special covenant was given in this in this context. Okay, moving right along. A thought that we've mentioned in the past, but from someone new, that we haven't seen it from yet. At the end of the parasha, we have the mitzvah of bris Mila, the second out of three mitzvos in all of Sefer Bracious. We know there are only three. One we had last week, Puravu, or maybe two weeks ago, both, one we have this week, and the next one in Parshav Yishlach, Gidanasha. Only three. But here we have the mitzvah of Brismila. Hashem convinced Avraham to do Brismila in Perak Yud Zayin, Pasik Aleph. Says the Torah. Vayavram ben Tishim Shonav Atesha Shonim Avram again, 99 years old. What do you have to know every stage? How, how old he was? We don't know every stage how old Moshe was. Certain stages. We know he was 80 when he came to Paro. Okay, and then we do the math, he died at 120. So he had the 40 years in the desert. So we know he was 120 when he died. But that's it. Do we know any ages before that? How old was Moshe when he went out to... So, so some... 
Okay, not, not, not but he says that he went out and he, uh, there was some diukim. But either way, Avram was 99 years old. Again, to emphasize, Prismila at 99. Not a simple fact. Vayera Hashem el Avram, Vayom love. Hashem appears to Avram and says, Ani kel shakai, hisalech lefanai vayetamim. I am kel shakai, walk in front of me, vayetamim, and be complete. Meaning through Brismila. The question is asked, the name Shakai. That name of Hashem means the base Halevi, source number 10, Sha'amar Lo'olam Dai. Shakai, Hashem says, this is enough. This is my world. That's what the name of Shakai means. And the question is, What is the connection between Shin Dalet Yud and Brismila? Dafka, that name of Hashem is associated with Brismila. Anikel Shakai. Which means, Sha'amal Olam Dai, Hashem says enough. Ubemedrish Amr Kamatamim Alzeh, Dai, Dai La'ar Lashateba Olam, enough of this foreskin, Dai Lamila, Ulafia Drash says the Beisa Levi, I want to give the following. Lafia Nere, Diyesh Lomar Da Kavana. Again, we've said the thought in the past, but everyone who says it says it a little differently, and therefore we'll see it this year from the Beisa Levi. Hakavana, Dihine, Amirala Olam, Dai, Disparesh Bishteofanim. Bekamot ubeichut, kamot and ichut. Dai could be quantity and quality. Enough. This is enough in terms of amount, or this is enough in terms of quality. Echad deyia haolam holech v'nitrachev yoter v'yoter ach amarlo dai. Number one, quantity. Hashem created the world from Eben Ashasia in Yerushalayim, and the world kept expanding and expanding, going out and out and out and out until the world was created. Hashem says enough. Stop. Quantity. It's, it's created. Gam ka'i al ofanei But then there is a qualitative idea also. What's the qualitative idea that Hashem said enough? That has to do with realities in the world, not the world itself. So for example, line 11, K'derach mashal, what happens? You put a little seed in the ground and it becomes straw. And then after it becomes straw, it gets a, a seed on it. And the seed gets a moats around it. And you take that and you grind it. And you make flour. And you take the flour and you add water and you add it, salt and you make, and you bake it into, and make it into dough. And then it, you bake it and it becomes, becomes bread. So it's a process. Hashem says, I'm making the seeds. The rest is up to you. So it's not just the world itself, but the processes within the world. And as he quotes, the Gemara tells us in Shabbos that when Mashiach comes, cookies are going to grow on trees. Right? We're going to skip. We're going to skip the entire middle process. Right? We're going to have seeds and out's going to pop bread. Amazing. Asida Eretz Yisrael Shatosi Gluskaos Uklemilas. But until then, we live in the world of die. Hashem says this is enough. Says the Beis Halevi, that's the message of Brismila. Message of Brismila is Hashem says, I'm doing up to here. Kishetzivo Sulamul, Hashem says, you gotta finish your physical self. Kadeshalo So it's not, he says, I've done so much, Hashem says, but now I say enough. Now it's your turn. It's your turn to finish the job, to finish the Bria. The creation of man, 
do bris milah to yourself. And he quotes the Medrash that the Sefer HaChinuch also quotes that the message of milah is self-perfection. And that is just like we perfect ourselves, our physical selves, we can perfect our spiritual selves. And says the Beis HaLevi, Hashem does a certain amount in the world and the rest is up to us. Good. Finishing off tonight's shir, we'll pick up with a thought again general about Avram Avinu. We started off with Avram and Sarah, we end off with Avram Avinu. And this is the Rabbeinu Bachai. Rabbeinu Bachai, the beginning of every parsha, every parsha, he quotes a pasuk from Mishlei. He discusses the pasuk in Mishlei and then says, and that's the pshat of this first pasuk of the parsha. Dot dot dot. So the beginning of parsha is Yisro. He talks about Avram Avinu, introducing Yisro. Says Rabbeinu Bachai, source number 11, quoting the Pasuk in Mishlei, Marpelashon eitz chayim. The healing tongue is a tree of life. The selef ba, and the misuse of it, shever beruach, breaks the spirit. What does that mean? The tongue is a healer, as a healer is a, is a tree of life, and the misuse of it breaks the spirit. Shlomo HaMelech, Olav HaShalom, Odiyonu, what is Shlomo Melech teaching us? Godel hatoeles hanimsa balashon. The power of speech. The power of words. Ki alashon hanefesh. Because our tongue and what we say could heal those who are spiritually ill. Nowadays, cholei hanefesh has a different connotation. But Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, is talking about those who are spiritually ill. People who are distant from Hashem are chole hanefesh. Right? We're not talking about uh, mentally unstable or other psychological, whatever problems, uh, depression of chole hanefesh as is used today. But he's using it in the way of distant from Hashem. Person sick if they don't want to be connected to Hashem. And how do you heal someone who has chole hanefesh? By inspiring them with powerful words of inspiration. That's the Mar Peloshon is an Eitz Chaim. And he says, Ki when it comes to a physical illness, whenever we take medicine for a physical illness, we hope it'll work, but Rahman al-Islan, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the body, you know, fights it and doesn't, doesn't give in. So it's a suffix in Imlo. And even if there is healing, it's removed the holy. But has it added on life? No, it's just removed the problem. That's by physical illnesses and trufot and medicines. But by the healing of a tongue, the healing of an inspirational word, that's vadai. That's not suffix. If you do it in the right way, we figure out how to do it, which itself is a chachma, then it's, then it has Amazing results. And it can add on life. If a person changes their life, what does the Pazak say then? The healing of the tongue is an Eitz Chaim, is a tree of life. If we misuse it, what does that mean? The exact opposite. If somebody is physically ill, that's one thing. If we mislead somebody and we're mesis who mediach, that breaks them even worse. <clears throat> right? That, that, that makes it even, even harder. 
Skip down. As he quotes the idea from the Kuzari, right? The, what makes us unique as human beings is our koach hamadaber. And that's exactly what Avram Avinu was. We could start off, maybe I should have started with this Gemara and then ask what the Pshat is and then come back to it. But he says, that's the Gemara in Baba Basra. Line 22. Margolis achas Avinu. Avram Avinu says the Gemara had a pearl, a jewel around his neck. Whenever a sick person saw this jewel, automatically was healed. When Avram Avinu died, it was taken and it became the sun. What does that mean? Explains Rabbi Bachai. What does it mean he had a tool around his neck? It means it was his words, it was his throat. His power, the way that people were inspired by Avram Avinu, was through his words, through his big speeches. He gave so many speeches as the Rambam describes in the beginning of Hilchah Zavodis Kochavim. And when he died, Hashem made it the sun. What does that mean? Hashemayim Mesaprim Kvod Kel Rakia. If we open up our eyes and look at the world and nature, Hashem is screaming out at us. The whole world is about HaKadosh Baruch Hu if we just open up our eyes. That's what Avram Avinu was. And that also, what does that do with Yisrael? is what Moshe Rabbeinu did when Yisro came to find out what was going on. He told him about all the miraculous events and Vayishma Yisro Kohen Mizyon and he converts. That's what an, that's the power of words. Again, relating it to us, we have to realize the power that we can have to inspire, to uplift, to help someone become connected to Hashem. No matter how far gone they are, no matter how close they are, to be Makarev Rechokim and to be Makarev Kerovim. Right, whatever, wherever we find ourselves, it's our job, those who have these chus, to be able to study Torah and to learn the messages of each parsha, to be able to spread the words, to inspire. Hashem, fulfill the words of Shlomo Hamelech, Mar Pelashon, Eitz Chayim. Okay, we'll stop here.